Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Um, I'm going to be talking about prayer today. Um, I taught this uh, teaching a while back. It was probably maybe, uh, I want to say at least over a year ago. Uh, I, I've never t taught it here, but I taught it in a uh, discipleship class, and I thought it was very pertinent uh, to do because it, it, it brings about the importance of prayer and why we need to continue to do that. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, I have titled the message Ripple Effects. Okay, um, I didn't put it on there, so that's why it's not on there. Um, we were running short on time, but either way, that's the title of the message is Ripple Effects. Now, we know what a ripple effect is, right? A ripple effect is what? When you say, for instance, you're near a body of water and you throw a rock into that water, wherever that rock hits, what happens to the water? It begins to send waves out, right? It, almost like a shock wave, and it just disperses in every direction. There's no one set direction. So if you throw a rock into a pool, it's not just going to throw a wave that way. It's going to throw a wave back. It's going to throw a wave sideways everywhere. And it doesn't matter how, what's the body of shape of that water. It's still going to go everywhere, okay? So that's a ripple effect. Um, so it's important to note that when a ripple effect occurs, when you're throwing something in the water and it creates a ripple effect, when does that ripple effect stop? Anybody know? What's that? Not when there's no more water. No. When the water's still? It stops when the force that initially created the ripple effect is overpowered by the water itself. That's when the ripple effect stops. So if I throw something in the water, it's created a force, and that force creates a wave, and that wave is going and going and going. But sooner or later, it's going to lose its energy because of the body of water around it, and eventually it dissipates, 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 and it goes away. Okay? Now, that's important, and that's important because we're going to use that in our, in our text today uh, about ripple effects. So having said that, let's turn to 2 Samuel 11, chapter 2. It says, this is about David, okay? We're going to talk about a ripple effect that occurred in David's life, King David, okay? So this is, this is the start of it. Late one afternoon, after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on the, on the roof of the palace. Let's go to verse 3. Or, okay, continue there. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman unusual, with unusual beauty taking a bath. He, went on, he, he sent someone to find out who she was, and he was told she is Bathsheba. Verse 4. Do you got verse 4? If not, that's good. We can stop. Okay. Then David sent messengers to get her, and when she came to the palace, he slept with her. Now, let's examine what's just occurred and where the ripple effect occurred. Okay. First, David was where he shouldn't have been. Okay. We all know around this time, where, do kings, where, where should kings have been? At war, right? He should have been at war. So he, he's starting off, and in, in the first and foremost, he's starting off where he shouldn't be. He should be with his men, okay? So at this point in time, he's at his house chilling. He's just there relaxing, being somewhere he's not supposed to be. You ever been somewhere you're not supposed to be? Oh, man, I had a youth life. You know, I was, you know, I'm not old now, but I was a lot younger then, and I've been some places where I shouldn't have been, you know. And being in the wrong place at the wrong time can really get you in trouble. 
And it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how great you are. It doesn't matter your, your up outstanding posture and, you know, everything else. It doesn't matter. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, it can really harm you, okay? So having said that, he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Let's, let's go back to verse 2. Late one afternoon after midday, David got out of bed mid-afternoon, mid-rest. Like, you know, well, first off, <laughs> let me give you a little spill on I didn't get to get up on mid-afternoon or anything like that. <laughs> My dad was like, get up. You know, what are you doing? Go to work. So this guy should have been at work. David got out of bed, and he was walking on the roof of the palace. Now, he's up on the roof. I want to clarify that one. He's where he shouldn't be, and now he's on the roof, okay? On the roof. That's important. On the roof. Go to verse 3. He sent someone to find out who she was, and she, he was told she is Bathsheba. Okay. He's looking at something he shouldn't be looking at, right, is the second thing. He's where he shouldn't be. Then he's looking at something he shouldn't be looking at. We ever been there? I know as men, you've been there more than likely, right? I've been there looking at something you shouldn't be looking at, okay? That can get you in trouble. Not only being at the wrong place at the wrong time, but looking at something you shouldn't be looking at can get you in trouble, okay? So he's doing two things that are wrong here. Then here's the amazing part about this story, which I, I, I caught on to this a while back, and I thought, man, God was just giving me revelation of this because it's something that often I skimmed over. He says, you know what, I want to read it in this version real quick, because I like the way this puts it. It says this, And David sent and inquired after the woman, and, and one said, One said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife, Uriah, the Hittite? I find that interesting because at this point, for any of us, we would have no excuse at that point. No excuse. Why? Because David is given correction immediately. He's saying, isn't this so-and-so's wife? Immediately he's given correction. So it's not like he didn't know. It's not like he's looking on the balcony and he sees this gorgeous woman and he's saying, hey, who is her? Bring her over here, right? It's not that way. The moment he sees her and he says that, he inquires of her and then somebody points it out and says, doesn't, isn't that the wife of Uriah? Isn't that homeboy's wife? Isn't that the guy you know, your good friend? Isn't that his wife? Right? So he knew right off the bat. There was no excuse for him. He couldn't, he couldn't deny it. He couldn't get his way out of it. And what does David do in verse 3 or verse 4? Immediately he says this. Then David sent messengers to get her. And when she came to the place, he slept with her. Can you imagine that? Someone telling you, hey, isn't this person taken? And David just saying, hey, send for her. No thought, well, at least it's, le it's, it's left up to the interpreter to say there's no thought behind that. He just did it, right? That's, that's just, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought, wow, you know, we, we talk about correction. We talk about direction all the time, things like that, and guidance. And yet he's given guidance. He's given a correction, and he just ignored it. And he paid a huge price for it. But he ignored that, okay? So we have in the wrong place at the wrong time. We have looking at something he shouldn't have looked at. Then we have him ignoring a correction, ignoring the guidance he was given. 
the direction he was given, so to speak, ignoring it, okay? The ripple effect occurred. David goes and he sleeps with her. What was the ripple effect when, it, when he did that? There were several consequences to that action, and it didn't just affect David. Remember I said when you throw a rock, the wave doesn't just go one way. It goes every way, right? If you throw a rock, if, if the body of water starts, let's just say it starts right here and it extends that way. If you throw the rock right here, you're still going to get a wave that way. No matter where that rock lands, you're getting a wave everywhere. So it affected him and it affected everybody else. The ripple effect occurred. It affected, first and foremost, Uriah, right? What happened to Uriah? David says he, he, he ends up getting the girl pregnant, the lady pregnant, Bathsheba. Okay, that's the story. He gets her pregnant. Then he tries to cover it up. So the husband, the husband hasn't found out. He's at war doing David's bidding. He gets the girl pregnant, and then he's like, man, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? How do I cover this up? So he invites the guy back home. Hey, bring him back. Bring him back. He gets home, and then he tells the guy, hey, man, you know what? You've been doing good. You know, you're just, you've been, I'm sure you're tired. I'm sure you're tired of war and all the rigors of war and everything else. You know what? How about you go home and, you know, just have a good time with your wife. Just go, you know, do whatever you got to do, right? And Uriah, you know, the outstanding guy that he is, he says, how can I do that? How can I go home when I got my men out there and they're fighting and I'm sitting here at home? Can you imagine his perspective and him telling David, the king, how can I be here when I should be there? Wow. Like, we say this all the time. You hear this say, do what I say, not what I do. Awful, awful saying, right? You should be an example, right? The Bible says use us. The, the, the disciples say use us as examples. Not, you know what, uh, don't do what I do, but hey, do what I say. It doesn't say that. Use us as examples. So he's pointing that out to David, the king, the king. Man, how could I do that when my men are over there? I can just imagine the thoughts behind David when he heard that. Or at least for me, I could have been like, I'd have been like, oh, man, like self-perspective at the, or self-examination at that point. Like, oh, man, he's right. Man, I, I would have felt so convicted. So he points it out, and he doesn't go. He sleeps outside, right? I think it was on the doorstep. He sleeps outside on the doorstep. He doesn't even go in. So long story short, David's trying, trying, trying. He can't convince him to go and sleep with his wife. Can't convince Uriah to sleep with his wife. So finally, David comes up with a plan, and he says, you know what? I'll just do this. He calls one of his men, or he, he calls Uriah in, and he's, he writes a letter like this, and he's writing the letter, writing the letter, and he gives it to Uriah. And he says, give this to the chief man in charge over there at, you know, at war. Well, the note said, put Uriah in the front of the line so that he can be killed. Can you imagine that? Put him in the front of the line so he can be killed. This is David. The guy is so honorable that they don't read those letters, right? At least they're not supposed to. So they take that letter. They're stamped approval so it can't be opened, right? I forget what that's called, a, uh, a seal. There you go. They, they seal those so it's not like it's going to be open. And this guy is like, man, I got a message for my king. I, just, I can just imagine we're going to do this, you know. We're going to do, I got a letter. It's some good news, I'm sure. I'm going to hand it to my commander. We're going to take care of things. And then the commander says, oh, hey, I want you on the front lines. And he ends up getting killed. All because of what? Because David messed up and he wanted to hide it. It affected Uriah. 
It caused him, it caused him his life. That was the first one it affected. I say first one. That's not, not, I should say the second one. The first one it affected was the guy that said, isn't that Uriah's wife? Because I guarantee you this, if this were me and Pastor, Pastor Matt, if we were having this conversation and I had looked and he was King David and I was, Uriah, and I was the, the guy he was inquiring of and I had said, isn't that so-and-so's wife? And he just ignored it. It would have bothered me to the bone, to the core. I would have had an issue right there and then, right? And same thing, vice versa. He'd have been like, you know, are you crazy? Or what's going on here, right? It would have affected us right there and then. So it infected the person he inquired. It affected him. It affected Uriah, okay? And then that's not where it stops. It affected Bathsheba, the woman he got pregnant. At that point in time, the story goes on. God basically, he sends a prophet to deal with David, I'm not going to get into the story, but it's a powerful story, and you need to read that if you haven't. But basically, God punishes David, and he says, you know what? That child you fathered, that child won't live. So the lady lost her child. Went through all that, lost her husband, then lost her child. Can you imagine that? How it affected everyone. But it, it wasn't just there. The ripple effect kept going. David's punishment was God dealt with David and said, you know what? The sword will never leave your house. The sword will never leave your house. To a warrior, what does a sword mean? A battle, a fight, contention, death. Yeah, all of that, all of the above. It'll never leave your house. And David went through it all the way till his deathbed. When he's dying, they're coming in saying, hey, 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 you need to anoint Solomon. You need to anoint Solomon because Absalom is trying to take over. He's dealing with that on his deathbed. It never left him. It, the ripple effect occurred and it kept going and going and going. So be careful. Be careful when you're in that situation, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. You're looking at something you shouldn't look at. You're ignoring advice or you're ignoring correction or even guidance. Just be very, very careful because those consequences, they can continue to go and they can continue to affect you. I had a person tell me the other day, my past caught up with me. I mean, that's, that's enough said, right? So just be very, very careful. So the ripple effect occurred in his life. Okay. Now, going on, there's some good ripple effects that can happen too. We're going to turn to Acts 10.9. Now this is the story of Peter. This is a, a short story of Peter. I mean, obviously, there's, there's a lot more to both of those characters in the Bible um, or people in the Bible. Now this part, Peter is doing something. Something good. Let's read on. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat. We're going we're gonna to just continue reading here. Flat roof to pray. It was about noon. And he was hungry, but while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Let's stop there. First and foremost, what catches your eye? He's on a roof. Two people on a roof. One of them doing something really wrong. The other one doing something really right. Simple enough, right? He was hungry, but while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Go on. 
He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shorten this. Um, basically, on the sheet is all that, reptiles, birds, and everything else. So God says to him, I'm just, you don't have to go on. God says to him, kill and eat. You know, you're hungry, kill and eat. And Peter's like, God, you know I can't do that. You know I can't eat that stuff on the sheet. You know, I'm, you know, kind of uh, 2018 version. Come on, God. I mean, we're being real here. I can't eat that stuff. So God does it again. Same vision. And Peter says, come on, God. You know, I can't eat that stuff, man. You know, I can't do that. So finally, finally, God's telling him, he's saying, don't call things that are, don't call things that are clean, unclean, if I've said they're clean, basically. That's what he's saying. He said, if I said it's clean, it's clean. Okay. So he's teaching uh, Peter something here at this point. Now, we can go on. Let me turn there because I want to make sure I'm in the right spot here. Acts 9, or 10, 9. Okay, so... Okay, verse, uh, I want to skip all that. Okay, I'm going to shorten all this because that's a lot of scripture to read. So at one point in time, uh, this man comes and he knocks on the door. He knocks on the door of the house. Peter's up where he what? Where he should be on the roof, right? Same, same thing as David, but he's doing something different. He's praying. So a guy comes and he knocks on the door and he says, hey, man, is is." This man named Simon here? And they're like, oh, Simon Peter? Yeah, sure. He's upstairs. So they call for Peter. They call for Peter. Now, the big thing was is, one, he's on the roof just like David, but he's doing something he should be doing. He's praying. The second big thing was is everybody knew where he was. Right? Everybody knew what he was doing. He was up there praying. Okay? He had accountability. Now, it also must be noted, the guy that came at the door and knocked, he was doing something as well. See, he was from another city. He was praying as well. And when he was praying, God spoke to him and said, go and ask for Peter. So he comes, he asks for Peter. God tells Peter, there's going to be a guy at the door for you. So God's orchestrating this stuff. He's talking to both men, both people, and he brings them together. The ripple effect occurred. Peter is up there, and he's praying. He's doing what he should be doing. The thing about it is, is look at how God orchestrated that. At this point in time, Peter was shown a vision, right? All this led to one thing, one thing huge. Peter went to Cornelius' house and preached the gospel to them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that? So Peter is doing one thing right. He's up there in, in his prayer closet on the roof. That's all he's doing. And because of that, that led to the baptism of the Holy Spirit for somebody else that was in another town. So we've got two pictures here. One doing the wrong thing. It affected everybody. One doing the right thing. It affected everybody. Right? A ripple effect. Now, there's another person. Same thing occurred. Of course, he's not on the roof, but still a ripple effect occurred. I wish I could have found another one on the roof. Man, that would have been something, right? <laughs> so a man named Daniel, 
Daniel was a prophet. He was always in prayer. Daniel was constantly in prayer. And because of that, that led to something. He was always in, in, in prayer, and that led to promotion for him. Well, he got to the point where we can turn in, in Daniel 2.48. Let's turn there. Okay, I'll read it here then. I would give you a page number here, but it wouldn't work because I've got a smaller Bible and it'd be probably far off. So it says this, Daniel 48. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. That's how much promotion he got. Can you imagine that? Praying and praying and praying, and then finally he's doing all this stuff, and then the king says, you know what, I'm going to put you over all this thing, this whole thing, right? So David's doing the right thing. That's his, or Daniel's doing the right thing. That's his ripple effect. Now, at one point in Daniel's life, he comes up and he tells the king, he says, this is what's going to happen, okay? You're basically, your kingdom will be taken from me. You're going to have some problems, all right? And so let me see if I wrote that verse down. Daniel 4, 26. Let's see if we can turn there. The Bible says this. Okay, perfect. But the stump and the roots of the tree were left in the ground. This means that you will receive your kingdom back again when you have learned that heaven rules. So Daniel's telling him, hey, you're, don't worry, you're going to go through this stuff, but God's going to give it back to you. But you're going to learn something. You're going to learn that heaven rules. So, David, so Daniel is praying, and he's praying, and he's praying. He gets these promotions, and he's able to tell the king, this is what's going to happen to you, but you're going to learn. You're going to learn something. And at the very end, I like this because, uh, you know, we always talk about Nebuchadnezzar uh, most of the time, I hear it in a negative manner. But one thing I really, really like is that Nebuchadnezzar, he ends up praising God. Let's turn to verse 34. Same chapter, verse 34. After this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity returned, and I praised and worshiped the Most High and honored the one who lives forever. Can you imagine that? A guy that, a king that, that didn't follow God, that ruled in his own way, and so on and so forth, and he gets to a point where he says, you know what? He, this guy went insane. He went crazy. He was chewing on, he was, what was he doing? He, he was like in the wild. He was like an, like an animal, yeah. Like he went far off, and God really dealt with that dude. But then he comes back, and he's able to say that, I praise and worship the Most High. But it's all because of what? Daniel stepped in. He, he, he was in constant prayer consistently. And he was able to tell this guy what he needed to hear. God used him as an instrument to do this. So my point behind all this tonight is you can do a lot with prayer. And ripple, prayers do cause ripple effects in everyone's life. When you pray for someone, it amounts to something. There's a reason why you're praying for them, right? So don't think that when you're praying, heaven is closed and your prayer is not going up. And don't give up for sure. 
continue to pray, continue to beat on the door, continue to knock, because they're having an effect. If Peter had an effect like that, we can have an effect, right? We've been given the Holy Spirit. We believe in Jesus Christ. I like what Jesus told Thomas, man, or told, uh, I think it's Nathaniel. Was it Nathaniel? He says, you believe because you see. He says, but many are going to believe when they don't see. Blessed are them that believe when they don't see. Right? We don't see Jesus walking around, yet we believe. How much can we accomplish when we pray? So when people ask you to pray and they say, you know what, would you pray for me? Pray for them. It's extremely, extremely important. And not only that, but you never know where that ripple effect will stop. You never know how it will affect them. They may come back years later. I know we had a a person come back years and years and years later and wrote a letter. And I saw some of the letter and it was to our pastors. And it was talking about how they it changed their life when they met the pastors and when they they learned from the pastors and they got prayer from the pastors and so on. It changed their life. Imagine what you can do with your prayer time. I know there was a time where, man, I felt like every prayer I had was getting answered. And I was excited to keep going into the into the prayer closet and say, man, I, I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. And not for myself as a desire, but I want this person to receive the kingdom or to receive salvation. I want this person healed and so on and so forth. And you get my point. Uh, but, man, it, it encouraged me to keep praying more and more and more. So I'd encourage you the same way. Uh, your prayers do cause a ripple effect. And if you pray once, that ripple effect is probably really tiny. You know, if you just pray once and then you give up. And that's what I mean, if you give up, okay? So keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. One prayer can be powerful, but how much can, how much 10 prayers can be? How, how powerful can that be if you're praying and praying and praying and praying and praying? It's like throwing a big boulder in a, in a lake. That's going to cause a huge splash and it's going to keep going for a while, right? So keep and continue to do that, okay? 